one soul ring. It's hard. It's 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 hard to do. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Next time we're gonna have you do the countdown, and we'll see. We'll see how right, it goes. I gotta right. turn my re- record volume down here. It's it's going crazy out there at the lake. Oh boy. Get, getting wet getting and wild. wild. Uh, that's what you do at the lake, right? Are you out at the lake? No way. <laughs> no, the lake. <laughs> gonna say that's the lake. Quite the drive today. The, the <laughs> lake is closed for business. Yeah, and I don't. I yeah. mean, I don't like driving on the highway at the best of times, but uh, I don't know what it's yeah. like today. It's probably fine. Well, I mean, it like snowed all night. It's uh. Yeah, but the but snow doesn't stay on the road if everyone's driving on it. That's true. So it's be it's pretty slippery in town here. Oh yeah, we were yeah. Uh, we, we we took the truck to the corner store to grab a few things for supper last night, mm-hmm. and we were like slip sliding. Yeah, and people, <clears throat> I love as soon as like the, there's a little bit of precipitation in the air, it's like, even if it's foggy, people are like, I don't know how to drive. It's great. <laughs> it's just like take that man's license away. <laughs> Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, welcome to the show. This is Turn One Soul Ring. I'm Kevin. And I'm Riley. And today on the show, we are continuing our Innistrad Crimson Vow set review with part two. Last week, we discussed the blue and white cards from the set. Not all of them, of course. Our set reviews are not exhaustive. Just the ones that tickled our fancy. And today, we are going to talk about the black and red cards and if you're lucky maybe the green cards too so without any further ado our first black card today is demonic bargain it's two and a black for a sorcery exile the top 13 cards of your library then search your library for a card put that card into your hand then shuffle so this seems pretty risky in a singleton format, but maybe in constructed. I don't know. What do you think, Riley? I I don't know. I think it's fun. I think I think just the the experience of potentially <laughs> exiling the card that you have in mind <laughs> is pretty funny. It is. And then uh, <laughs> and then just trying to figure out a plan B at that point. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> so like three mana for a tutor, that's a pretty good rate. I'm not going to complain about that. Um, it's probably going to be more affordable than a demonic tutor, so uh, I think it's a pretty fun card, and I'd I'd run it if I had a copy in Commander. Mm-hmm. Um, the artwork's also fantastic. Uh, Sam Gay, um, interestingly, interestingly, not related to Rebecca Gay, but trained under Rebecca Gay, which is kind of ironic. Yeah, it's probably like Smith over there, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that 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 is interesting. Um, yeah, and you know, you ch- like, ch- I guess the chances are like one in however many cards you have left in your deck that you're gonna exile the card. So yeah, you should be fine. you should be fine. And I mean, we all play gamble. And how many times have you discarded the card that you tutored for with gamble? Uh, I've I've done mm-hmm. it at least once, and it feels really bad. And I don't know, like there, there might be a strategy out there where somebody cares about having a certain number of cards or a certain type of card in exile. So just having that mass exile effect might, you could swing it in your favor. Mm-hmm. There, there might be something there. Yep. Next up is Fell Stinger. It's two and a black for a 
Zombie Scorpion 3-2 with Death Touch. It has Exploit. So when this creature enters the battlefield, you may sacrifice a creature. And when Felstinger exploits a creature, target player draws two cards and you lose two life. So they just... Um, well, they, they, the target player would lose two life. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, and I just noticed like, the, the scorpion's like on a horse. Oh, my goodness. I didn't even yeah, notice that before. Eating a horse. Just eating it's a like cleaved off its uh, arm. Oh, man. Yeah. That's gnarly. Don't take the hoof. Pretty nasty. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> There's um, a vulture. I think it was in the cons block uh, when exploit was around there, too. It was a four mana, two, three flyer that exploited and did a similar effect. Um, this one, on the other hand, is three mana for three, two death touch that draws two cards. Like, what? Yeah, hell yeah. I'm into it. I love uh, three mana draw two in black. Pretty solid. And at its worst, that's what it is. You, you could exploit itself, sacrifice itself. Uh, or if you really needed that 3-2 death touch and you had nothing else to sacrifice, I guess the worst case would be that it's a 3-2 death touch for three. I don't know. It just seems like a pretty solid card all around. Yeah, plus <clears throat> it uh, fulfills your hatred of horses, so it's a fantastic mm -hmm. card all around. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'll have a horse tribal deck and then an anti-horse tribal deck. <laughs> Graph Reaver is next. It's one and a black for 3-3 three, three, Zombie Warrior. It has Exploit. And when it exploits a creature, destroy target Planeswalker. At the beginning of your upkeep, Graph Reaver deals one damage to you. <clears throat> I think this is my favorite art in the entire set. Like that sort of like Wicker Man effect is just mm -hmm. super scary. Yeah, just a two mana 3-3. Three, three. I mean, it, sure, it pings you every upkeep, but like... I'm into it if it means that like I can just randomly sacrifice a creature and blow up a planeswalker. I don't know. I don't know if Commander is the 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 spot I'm most hyped about this for, but like Canadian Highlander, I'm thinking about mm -hmm. just having a really solid rate on a two mana body. Yep, for sure. Um, yeah, because in Commander, there there aren't that many planeswalkers on the battlefield at any given time and and if there are they usually don't stick around because they have to survive a, a full turn cycle you need a lot more support to um, be successful with planeswalkers in commander because people see them and they're like yeah i gotta get rid of that yeah yeah and like unless you i don't know really care about a zombie or three three zombie i don't know i just don't see it being super powerful in commander but Canadian Highlander or another singleton format, like it's a pretty strong card mm -hmm. in and itself. Yep. Headless Rider is next. It's two and a black for a three-one zombie. Whenever Headless Rider or another non-token zombie you control dies, create a two-two black zombie creature token. Replaces itself with the two-two zombie. Mm -hmm. Okay, our first transform card today is Henrika Domnathi. She's uh, a 1-3 for 2 black black legendary vampire with flying at the beginning of combat on your turn choose one that hasn't been chosen each player sacrifices a creature you draw a card and you lose one life transform her and the flip side is Henrika Infernal Seer a 3-4 legendary vampire with flying death touch and lifelink and for 1 black black, each creature you control with flying, death touch, and or lifelink get plus 1 plus 0 until end of turn. So this is, um, I think Riley shared this with the group 
I want yeah. it spoiled because <laughs> this is like a legendary. This is like Vampire Nighthawk Tribal. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if you know if you could if, put, make that a deck, anybody. Well, yeah, because you have that one mana, Death Touch Lifelink Vampire. Then you've got the two mana Death Touch Lifelink um, Vampire Aetherborn. Uh, gifted Aetherborn. From, yeah, from yeah, Gifted Aetherborn. Yeah. And then you've got OG Vampire Nighthawk. You've got the um, Vampire from Zendikar Rising that cares about like amount of card types in opponent's graveyards. And then you've got Henrika. And then a whole host of other lifelink, lifelink creatures or death touch creatures. So yeah, this <laughs> yeah getting that plus one plus zero <laughs> vampire nighthawk tribal. Yeah, <laughs> pretty good. Yeah. Okay, heroes downfall is next. Uh, I think this is the first reprint we've talked about in this set review. It's one black black <laughs> for an instant. Destroy target creature or planeswalker. Uh, I put this on the list because this card has been downshifted from rare to uncommon. Um, so just wanted to mention it because it's premium premium removal for the limited format, and now we're just going to see it that much more often. So that's nice. I, I love a good uh, piece of premium removal in limited. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Good card. Path of Peril is next. It's one black black for a sorcery. It has cleave for four white black. Destroy all creatures with mana value two or less. And so if you cast it for its cleave cost... You just destroy all creatures. Um, <laughs> it even it even feels like there's like a shoe in my mouth, like talking about like reading the card and then be like, okay, we gotta go back and destroy all creatures. Um, <laughs> so just another like kind of modal board wipe. Uh, it's gonna be really efficient removal in the in the early game, hitting creatures with mana value two or less. Um, and in the late game, it's going to be a sure thing. It's just going to destroy all creatures if you want to pay six for it. Uh, the only catch is that in Commander, you have to be in uh, at, at a minimum Orzhov colors. So that's 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 yeah. kind of the only thing that I don't like about this card. Uh, I, I love a good early board wipe. Get rid of a bunch of mana dorks. Get rid of a bunch of uh, utility creatures. Someone's trying to get their game going, and you just ruin their day. I like ruining people's yeah. days. Oh, I know yeah. you do. I know you do. <laughs> persistent specimen is next it's one black for one one skeleton you can pay two and a black to return it from your graveyard to the battlefield tapped hell yeah just another skeleton for skeleton tribal what's the are there like skeleton legends that are the commanders or they're like um <laughs> are there any good like there's there's ghost uh not ghost ship um i think it's skeleton ship oh <laughs> god like, a, a skeleton pirate or whatever i don't know <laughs> as far as skeleton tribal goes i don't it feels like more of a meme <laughs> but like this is not a bad skeleton it's common so it's proper legal so if you wanted kind of like a reassembling skeleton effect mm -hmm. this is uh a little bit better than sanitarium skeleton which goes back to your hand for three mana mm -hmm. um but th this one goes onto the battlefield yeah i like it Toxril the Corrosive is next. It's five black black for a 7-7 seven, seven legendary slug horror. At the beginning of each end step, put a slime counter on each creature you don't control. Creatures you don't control get minus one, minus one for each slime counter on them. So whenever 
a creature you can you don't control with a slime counter on it dies create a one one black slug creature token and you can pay a blue and a black to sacrifice a slug and draw a card so this is like removal and it gets around indestructible but it you know it can take a while well i at the beginning of each end step put a slime counter on each creature you don't control yeah yeah like so if if this thing hits the battlefield and you're able to keep it around for like a turn cycle like it's going to be hard for your opponents to keep any kind of creatures around for sure yeah this uh well first of all it's a slug a legendary slug so slug tribal shout out and um you know we had like slow gurk the no not slow gurk the over slime uh i'm thinking of i think it was slug monster or sludge monster yeah that's the one sludge monster uh which put slime counters on things too so i don't know that this card uh seems pretty funny (laughs) yeah and and it's and it's demir right you also have access to blue if you did want to put this 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 thing helming a deck um and i mean it's a seven mana seven seven so you know you're gonna have to if you want to get it out early you gotta you gotta ramp for it but um i guess it'd be too good if it was like it got it got a discount of one generic mana for every slug you controlled or something like that i don't know i don't know how easy it is to get slugs on the battlefield i I haven't really looked into it but um (laughs) well you have to play slug yeah so i don't think i don't think it's too easy (laughs) uh yeah i guess you do like shapeshifters um or uh, change yeah. change links, um, yeah, that's cheating. Though. Yeah, it is cheating. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Riley's a tribal purist. He doesn't do change link. <laughs> He's better than that. Unless it's tribal tribal, <laughs> and you're trying to make your creatures every. Creature. Oh yeah, well that's yeah that's change link tribal. That's acceptable. Um, but yeah, yeah, just uh like a seems like seems like a fun build around for sure. Undead Butler is next. It's one in a black for a 1-2 zombie. When it enters the battlefield, mill three cards. And when it dies, you may exile it. When you do, return target creature card from your graveyard to your hand. Yeah, I mean, this is just like on either end coming in or or, or leaving. Like This is kind of just synergizes fairly well with itself. Um, I like Stitcher Supplier, which mills three when it enters and and mills three when it dies um but this is kind of like a stitcher supplier mixed with like um oh what's the classic four mana uh grave digger grave crawler so you kind of or grave digger grave digger digger yeah because grave grave digger enters the battlefield and returns a creature card from your graveyard to your hand um and this is just like, I don't know, like a solid zombie role player fills your graveyard, returns things from your graveyard. I'd, I'd be happy with this in my two mana slot. So our last black card today is Undying Malice. It's one black for an instant until end of turn target creature gains. When this creature dies, return it to the battlefield tapped under its owner's control with a 1-1 counter on it. Uh, this card kind of, um, I don't know how I missed this card. Because uh, I feel like I would have put it on the list. I love effects like this. You know, like one mana, mm-hmm. protect a creature. Um, you know, it, it almost we get these in in really every color, and it always feels kind of like a quasi counter spell. Yeah, and just another like there's, I think at this point we probably have like five one mana cards like this that do the same kind of effect. Um, so just getting another one is perfect for commander because if you care about you know 
getting that ETB effect, saving a creature from a removal spell. Like this is pretty solid um, kind of form of protection. Mm -hmm. Okay, moving on to red here. Our first red card is a reprint. It's a braid. It's one and a red for an instant. Choose one. The braid deals three damage to target creature or destroy target artifact. Uh, so although I don't love the art on this... Um, on this reprint, I'm more of a fan of the original art. Uh, I did want to mention it because, uh, like Hero's Downfall, it has been downshifted from uncommon to common, so it is now popper legal. It was, uh, I think, it was downshifted in a master set, like a double masters or something like that. Fine. Like it, it was, it was uh, previously downshifted. All right. Well, then I'm just gonna cut this out of the episode. <laughs> i don't know you don't like the art i really like this art this art's pretty sweet uh yeah it's it looks like something you'd see on the wall at a tattoo parlor you know like people like flip through them and like you know it's like who's getting these <laughs> <laughs> but maybe i'm just being a snob <laughs> i don't know it looks it looks pretty cool to me well that's all that matters next up is alchemist gambit it's one red red for a sorcery. It has cleave for four blue blue and red. Take an extra turn after this one. During that turn, damage can't be prevented. At the beginning of that turn's end step, you lose the game and then you exile Alchemist Gambit. So if you cleave it, you just take an extra turn and during that turn, damage can't be prevented. Um, and I put this on the list, I think, before the full rules for cleave had been released or before i knew them because i was thinking that this would slot into narset but because it's an alternate cost like um overload, like overload. you can't cast yeah. it f you if you cast the spell for free you can't cast its alternate cost you have to like hard cast it yeah so it, unless you're like pretty certain that you're gonna win <laughs> yeah don't do <laughs> the it following turn like yeah, be careful. Mm -hmm. But I would run this in Obeka. Like Obeka oh, yeah. can end the turn. So And then you don't yeah. you don't lose. Slots right in there. Yep. And then you don't lose. Next up we have Ancestral Anger. It's one red for a sorcery. Target creature gains trample and gets plus X plus O until end of turn, where X is one plus the number of cards named Ancestral Anger in your graveyard, and you draw a card. I wasn't sure when I saw this card if it was um like an accumulated knowledge type of card where like thinking it was a reprint and uh, it's not. <laughs> no, no, it's new, but uh, the fact that it can trips is really important. So uh, decks like feather care about this kind of targeting and drawing a card effect. And then uh, I was even thinking about this for my real, the Everwise deck because mm -hmm. it gives, <clears throat> it gives real trample in that case and replaces itself. So yeah. it might be a, a uh, and include there as well. Yeah. Cemetery Gatekeeper is next. It's a one and a red for a 2-1 vampire with first strike. When it enters the battlefield, exile a card from a graveyard. Whenever a player plays a land or casts a spell, if it shares a card type with the exiled card, Cemetery Gatekeeper deals two damage to that player. Why would a vampire be guarding a cemetery? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe he's just uh, well, because this is the whole like Olivia Boldarin wedding, right? Mm. So maybe he's just standing in front of their cemetery, being like, "Guys, don't go this way." Maybe there's a bunch of zombies. Yeah, yeah. on the other it's side. It's like, of this can't game. you hear them groaning? 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, two one first strike for two mana. Incidental uh, graveyard hate, and you could even exile like a land, and then just for like the rest of the game, just every time uh, an opponent plays a land, they get they take two. So that's gonna add up pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know. This this card seems, again, like just one of those, all these little bits and pieces like alone not very exciting but um these pieces all add up to like a pretty strong card so i'm into it change of fortune is next it's three and a red for a sorcery discard your hand then draw a card for each card you've discarded this turn so this would also slot into um reality everwise yeah. Even though it's four mana, yeah, I could, that's a little high on the curve for that deck. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, it is a little high on that, on the curve, but uh, it's nice that you count each card that you've discarded this turn. So not just the, the cards that you're discarding with Change of Fortune, but everything before that too. Yeah, and like, I mean, I, <clears throat> you know, if you're doing a lot of discarding, this card is perfect, but otherwise it just kind of seems like a clunky sorcery to me. Like it's not... Yes, um, yeah. You know, it's nowhere near as effective as like a, a windfall or, a, you know, of course, a, a wheel of fortune. Um, or even just like a winds of change. Yeah, Like exactly. winds of change is one mana. Yeah, so. so. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, it, it's, it's, it can be super effective in, in the decks that want to be doing this. Curse of Hospitality is next. It's two and a red for an aura. Enchant a player. Creatures you can create. Creatures attacking enchanted player have trample, and whenever a creature deals combat damage to enchanted player, that player exiles the top card of their library. Until end of turn, that creature's controller may play that card, and they may spend mana as though it were mana of any color to cast that spell. So this is a really good like like arch enemy type of card. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, uh, although I wouldn't want it played on myself and in general. When players start casting their opponent spells, the game tend to can tend to slow down, right? It's a different. Um, it's like you start piling in a different deck a little bit, and and that just tends to take longer. Mm-hmm. And and you know, longtime listeners of the show and Riley know how much disdain I have for that kind of thing. Um, <laughs> but um, you know, if if somebody is um, running away with the game, this this could be a um, you know a piece to. Um, to kind of deal with them and if you're in a closed meta like riley and i you know we we do the we do the league thing um this would be a great card to play on you know someone like riley who who tends to win a lot <laughs> oh i don't <laughs> let, let's clarify i don't tend to win a lot i just tend to get a lot of points yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is what really matters I just, I, well <laughs> in in a way like i feel like our league has a few different axes that you kind of play on. You could yeah. you could definitely go for the win and get the packs, uh, or you could go for the points and get you know potentially more packs at the end. Um, but yeah, like I guess what I'm saying is that uh, Curse of Hospitality is pretty cool. It's like if you care about curses, if you care about having some card advantage that's associated with attacking people, like. It's going to be kind of fun, but you're right to say that uh, people don't often like having their cards played against them, mm. and it it can add time. Yeah. Um, but I thought you liked my game actions. That's why. <laughs> that's why I take so many. 
Well, we'll have to we'll have to talk about that when we have more time. I think um, Maniform Hellkite is next. It's two red red for a four four dragon with flying. Whenever you cast a non creature spell, create an XX red dragon illusion creature token with flying and haste, where X is the amount of mana spent to cast that spell. Exile that token at the beginning of the next end step. Well, they should have given this thing haste, like it just wasn't quite there. <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of... Um, okay, so exile them at the beginning of the next end step. So that's a delayed trigger. So Obeka uh, could keep them around. Mm -hmm. uh, or like a Sundial of the Infinite Effect could keep them around. Um, Spellslinger, you're probably just going to you know, storm off and then send a bunch of spirit illusion thing or dragon illusion things at, uh, at your opponent. So that's pretty cool too. Um, yeah, like just... It's a dragon. It flies. It hits people hard. It generates a lot of value. It seems like a solid card. Oh, yeah. Reckless Impulse is our last red card today. It's one and a red for a sorcery. Exile the top two cards of your library. Until the end of your next turn, you may play those cards. It kind of feels like two mana draw two. Yep card is fantastic i like it i it's a, like red card advantage um like you know that one of my favorite cards is just like a a, a clean charter course yeah you know yep. um so i would definitely play this you know speaking of our league decks i would definitely play this in our in my league deck i'm playing the prismari performance deck yeah and it's it's got a quite a few high-end cards but Overall, it's a pretty. This is a pretty solid cantrip, a pretty solid way of hitting lands and keeping the cards flowing. Yeah, if only we could get something like this in white, like you know, I don't know something where we didn't have to jump through. Uh, so yeah, many I don't know how it would work. It's like <laughs> if you control three creatures that each have different powers, you get to do this effect. Right? Yeah, maybe that sun has set right already. Yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you're feeling good <laughs> <laughs> gotta be feeling good oh god yeah. fucking white card draw it's ridiculous okay so moving on to green our first green card is ascendant pack leader it's a single green for a 2-1 wolf and it enters the battlefield with a 1-1 counter on it if you control a permanent with mana value 4 or greater whenever you cast a spell with mana value 4 or greater put a 1-1 counter on ascendant pack leader so i, I have a Mono green stompy canlander deck. This is a two one for that deck, so I'm already happy at that baseline. Yeah. There's not a ton there's not a ton of like four mana permanents <laughs> in that deck, but I think later on in the game, like if if I top deck this and already have like a four mana beater, I'm happy with this being like a three two for one mana. So yeah, that's the nice thing about this is it gives you both options. Kind of, it's kind of like um, Garrick's Uprising, right? Like you get to draw the card if you already control the creature with the with the power four or greater, and mm -hmm. if you play a creature, power four or greater, you get to draw a card. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it's just nice to have that versatility. Uh, yeah, and for like Toski Historic Brawl, I would definitely try this mm -hmm. card in that deck. Hell yeah. Next up is a transform card 
Front side is Averbrook Caretaker. It's four green green for a four four human werewolf with hex proof. At the beginning of combat on your turn, put two plus one plus one counters on another target creature you control. And it has Daybound, um, which I, th I think is the first time we're talking about this in, in the set review. So if a player casts mm -hmm. no spells during their own turn, it becomes night next turn. And so the flip side is a 6-6 six, six jacked werewolf with hexproof. <laughs> Other permanents you control have hexproof. At the beginning of combat on your turn, put a put two plus one plus one counters on each creature you control, and it has night bound. So if a player casts at least two spells during their own turn, it becomes day next turn. A lot of counters. Yeah, it's nice that it triggers on combat, so you're not waiting like a full turn cycle on either side. Yeah. Um, if you're playing this, you know, on your first main. But uh, I don't know, like. I think if you're going to include this in, in your deck, you're either A, caring about werewolves, or B, uh, you care about the front side just as much as you care about the second side. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if you yeah. are playing like a counters deck and two plus one plus one counters on a target creature is going to be helpful, then sure, it's a six mana card. So like that's a big investment for <laughs> even just a four, four hex proof. Yeah. Um, but obviously the backside is just ridiculous i just find like in commander you're probably going to have a harder time keeping it on its um backside than on the front side so just got to keep that in <coughs> mind when you're evaluating werewolves yeah werewolves and commander for sure mm -hmm. cemetery prowler is next it's one green green for a three four wolf with vigilance whenever a cemetery prowler enters the battlefield or attacks exile a card from a graveyard Spells you cast cost one less to cast for each card type they share with cards exiled with Cemetery Prowler. Uh, just a fantastic, versatile mana cheat creature. Um, and again, mm -hmm. going to take this for a spin in uh, Toski Historic Brawl. Yeah, for some reason, this is a three mana, three, four uh, with Vigilance that has like the same text as like the white version <laughs> of this card. But the white version is four mana for some reason. And it's also a three, four. <laughs> Well, but I didn't include the white version. Is the, the list, is the but, white uh, one a mythic? Uh, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, I think it, I think it makes like one ones. <laughs> okay. Uh, but you have to like jump through some hoops for some one ones. Yeah, of course. But You're just like gonna get a, one a four ones. mana three four, and I'm just like this. The green one is a three mana three four. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like already already good. Yeah. Incidental graveyard hate when it enters and attacks, and then just makes things cheaper. So <laughs> I don't even get it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> Cloaked Cadet is next. It's four and a green for a 2-4 human ranger with training. Whenever this creature attacks with another creature with greater power, put a 1-1 one -one counter on this creature. Whenever one or more 1-1 one -one counters are put on one or more humans you control, draw a card. This ability triggers only once each turn. See, it surprises me that they put that on a green card. You expect to see this ability triggers only once each turn on a white card, but after what we just saw with Cemetery Prowler, I'm surprised. <laughs> I'm a little surprised. And hurt. <laughs> I mean, if you're playing a, a human deck... Well, I mean, even this isn't human. So if, you, if you're playing a plus one, plus one counters deck and you just want to draw some cards from, you know, playing a plus one, plus one counters deck, then hey, this is fine. Yeah. It's five mana. It's a little, a little awkward in that sense, but 
Yeah, cons- I don't mind considering the last card, I think it should be like a 5-6, power toughness-wise, for the cost. It's gotta it's, be. I mean, it's only uncommon, though, so we have to take that into consideration. <laughs> <laughs> Next up is Cultivator Colossus. It's four triple green for a star-star plant beast with trample. Its power and toughness are each equal to the number of lands you control, and whenever it enters the battlefield, you may put a land card from your hand onto the battlefield tapped if you do draw a card and repeat this process it's kind of got um like kind of like uro vibes a little bit um and uh (laughs) so the 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 top part of the text the you know the trample's nice it's power toughness being equal to lands is is fine that's not really what i'm interested in i have a simic lands deck that just you know the win con is like drawing your whole deck with a you know um lab man on the battlefield kind of thing um and so there's several engines with um, creatures that tap to put a land from your hand onto the battlefield. And then, you know, whenever a land enters the battlefield, you can untap that kind of thing. So you just get to go, 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 go. And this would be perfect in a deck like that. Uh, it is seven mana, though, which, you know, is a lot. But uh, again, if you're in a lands deck, you're you're ramping really hard. You're putting a lot of lands on the battlefield. Getting getting to seven isn't going to be difficult at all. So um, yeah, this could really this could really snowball just that that ETB effect. Mm-hmm. And I think there was some folks uh, talking about like Tatiova, or in your case, like you use um, is it AC 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 that the way the enter the battlefield trigger resolves on the cultivator colossus is that you're going to repeat the process and go through that draw play land effect uh until you can't do that anymore and every time that like tatiova or ac triggers like that's going to go on the stack but it's not going to start to resolve until cultivator colossus has fully resolved i see so Keep that in mind. You, you're not going to get extra cards as you're kind of going through it, uh, okay. but you will get them at the end of it. Yeah. Right. Right. So you're still going to get a huge advantage. Yeah. Um, I'm super excited about this for my Multani deck. Oh yeah. Multani deck cares about putting a bunch of lands onto the battlefield and then creating a bunch of big dummies. <laughs> and this is a big dummy with trample, and that deck plays like I think like 40 or like 42 lands or something like that. Yeah. So, ton of lands really cool card dig up is next it's one green for a sorcery it has cleave for one double black green search your library for a basic land card reveal it put it into your hand then shuffle if you cleave it you get to search your library for a card put it into your hand then shuffle <laughs> so uh, just get I like, like, you want. like two two sections yeah. of text there I, out and it's like Okay, I gotta read this sentence again here. <laughs> I uh, this was the first cleave card I think I saw spoiled, and I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> it just feels like lazy card design. It's like, yeah, just put some brackets around. It's fine. <laughs> Look, we gotta get this thing to the printer. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, this is a good card. Um, I'm pretty happy. Like in the early game, if I need an extra land, I'm just gonna like pay one on turn one to get an extra land and, and set up my game. Uh, and then on the flip side, you know, have like, uh, what is it? Diabolic tutor. Yeah. For four mana. So like, if you're happy playing either half of this card, like, uh, yeah, I'd play it. Mm-hmm. 
Glorious Sunrise is next. It's three green-green for an enchantment. At the beginning of combat on your turn, choose one. Creatures you control get plus one, plus one, and gain trample until end of turn. Target land gains tap, add three green until end of turn. Draw a card if you control a creature with power three or greater, and you gain three life. So, <clears throat> so <laughs> this I think this you know sort of encapsulates what you know everything green wants to do uh, the only downside mm -hmm. is that it's it is a five mana enchantment that doesn't do anything when it comes into play the turn you play it um well it's it triggers on combat so you can set it up. that's true you can set it up that way um yeah but the nice thing about this is um you know i don't know how much of a target something like this is going to be for removal so um you know, it's sort of like Garrick's Uprising. It's like, yeah, it's a card draw engine, but, you know, when you have things like Smothering Tide or, like, Bulls of Citadel hanging around, those or like, Aether Flux Reservoir, those seem like better targets for artifact enchantment removal. So, um, yeah, I, I would prefer it if this card wasn't quite five mana. Like, four would be nice, and then, like, maybe let's change some things on it. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, this... I, I, I like this card. I don't know if I'm going to play it anywhere, but... Um, yeah, something about this card just rubs me the right way. Yeah, like it's one of those things where it's like back in part one, we talked about uh, wedding invitation or, or yeah. whatever it was called mm -hmm. or wedding announcement. I can't remember the exact name, uh, yeah. um, but it had all these little hoops that you jump through to draw a card and then it flipped to an anthem. And this card is just like whatever you want. You can <laughs> pick, pick whatever you want. You could draw a card. You could give your team plus one, plus one trample. You could ramp that turn. You could gain three life. Like, pick whatever works best for you at the time and come back next turn and do it all again. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just like, it's just the, the difference between green and white is that white has to jump through hoops to do minor effects, and green just gets all of those effects whenever it wants. <laughs> Laid to Rest is next. It's three and a green for an enchantment. Whenever a human you control dies, draw a card. Whenever a creature you control with a 1-1 one, one counter on it dies, you gain two life. If if you care about humans, you care about plus one, plus one counters, like, there you go. Kill him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, massive Might is next. It's one green for an instant. Target creature gets plus two, plus two, and gains trample until end of turn. Uh, getting back on the popper train here, I am going to try this card in Popper Infect. You know, if if, if you have like a beefy infect creature that you've pumped and your opponent can just chump block it, that stinks. You throw trample on it, you know, now we're talking. They can't just chump block it anymore. So uh, I think um, like again, like um, like the last episode with the voice of the blessed, not sure what I would cut for massive might. Um, but I was briefly looking at my deck list and some other popper infect deck lists and there's not a ton of of trample granting cards, um, mm -hmm. pump spells. So I I like this. the 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 trample is really, really a solid addition to uh, that kind of strategy. Reclusive taxidermist is next. It's one and a green for a one two human druid. It gets plus three plus two as long as there are four or more creature cards in your graveyard, and you can add you can tap it to add one mana of any color to your mana pool. That's kind of a creepy hobby, hey, taxidermy? <laughs> yeah, they, like, I mean, to each their own. Yeah, but sure. 
you gotta be pretty uh invested in in handling dead animals yeah, to, like, want to experience taxidermy yeah hopefully like that's your job or something because uh i think it's expensive yeah, yeah. to get it done oh i'm sure it is yeah um this card reminds me of werebear oh yeah, uh, yeah. which is a, a bear druid that has threshold that pumps itself up and taps for mana so does a good werebear impression <laughs> i mean in a late game you're playing a two meta four four like go for it retrieve is next it's two and a green for a sorcery return up to one target creature card and up to one target non-creature permanent card from your graveyard to your hand exile retrieve yeah so non-creature permanent could be lands artifact enchantments planeswalker pretty flexible um but just the fact that I, I like again this is i've had this discussion before where it's like i really like what they're doing with three mana regrowths mm-hmm. where it's just like just adding on a little bit of value um just to make it a little bit more enticing to consider a three mana regrowth effect um but yeah pretty solid mm-hmm. yeah it is nice to be it is nice to get like two cards from it right it is it's a little more narrow than you know classic regrowth but um yeah uh it, it is nice to to get a couple of cards instead of just one. Uh, okay, so our last card today is a transform card. It's Uvenwald Oddity on the front side. It's two green green for a 4-4 four, four beast with trample and haste. And then you can just pay five double green to transform it. The flip side is Uvenwald Behemoth. And, uh, Behemoth? It looks, yeah, it looks like something from uh, the Thing movie. Uh, it's an 8-8 Beast Horror with Trample and Haste, and other creatures you control get plus one, plus one, and have Trample and Haste. So, again, something I would throw into Toski Historic Brawl, but I would even consider running this for the flip side in Yisan to get that, like, Concordant Crossroads type of effect. Because uh, if you have mm-hmm. the mana and you're cheating a bunch of creatures into play, um, yeah, just give them Haste and Alpha Strike. Uh, but, Riley, I, I was going to ask you, is this something you would run in your... Um, mono green canlander deck yeah as like a top end yeah yeah i was definitely thinking about that mm-hmm. um like i mean i run things like um Sirac the hunt caller shifting ceratops right that one too shifting ceratops there's um questing beast so just these like hasty or potentially hasty creatures um that just swing out of nowhere mm-hmm. and this fits right in line with that and you know i don't think that deck would be consistently getting up to seven mana but there's definitely been games where i've oh yeah you know sure <laughs> like we've had a couple of games where just, we just kind of stall out on, on both sides yeah and you're top decking so like to <clears throat> just slam this and potentially flip it instantly into uh, an 8-8 trample haste that's pretty uh, scary oh yeah um yeah green really is the color of haste you know, it's it doesn't feel like a red mechanic at all. I, I like that it's green's kind of taking it. I'm kidding, of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's secondary in green, so yeah, it doesn't come up too often. No, no, just the just the good ones. Um, so uh, with that, we're gonna bring this installment of our Crimson Vow set review to a close. Uh, we're gonna be back next week to wrap things up with the uh, gold cards and a couple of uh, colorless and land cards. Uh, thank you as always for listening and um just take it easy out there until i guess it's basically going to be december next time we talk to you everybody see you around